0: From the bowels of uncertainty and fear, from the mountains of euphoria and success, From the faraway lands of China and Far East, to the warm glowing sun of California coast and the top of the Freedom Tower, we bring you the Global Edge Talk. If you are an aspiring entrepreneur or hardened enterprise global executive with an edgy story of winning or defeat, entering new markets, or getting out of the old ones, we want to talk to you. We want to share your story. We want everyone to be on the edge. And because of you, we want everyone to have the edge, the Global Edge and now the Global Edge Talk host Alex Romanovich.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Alex Romanovich with Global Edge Talk podcast, and we're starting the coverage with Dr. Wendy Tung um, and our weekly transmission of the topics that are very relevant to COVID-19 pandemic taking place in the United States and actually globally. But we will cover mostly the news relevant to the United States. Um, Dr. Tang, Wendy, welcome to our studio.
0: Thanks for having me, Alex.
1: Obviously, we will talk about a variety of different things as part of this, um, we can call it column, or we could call it a um, topic. But specifically today, I want to talk about elder care, senior care, the impact on elder care and senior care in this country based on the pandemic and what is happening with our nursing homes and elder care facilities. Um, I'm looking at, the, today is April 9th, uh, Thursday, and I'm looking at some of the news that has taken place literally hours from this transmission and you know, I'll, I'll just read some of the headlines. California nursing home was evacuated after its staff didn't show up. Coronavirus spread to 137 long-term care facilities in Washington State. Harlem nursing home kept dead body in storage unit for five days. Pennsylvania nursing home was flagged with dangerous conditions. Governor Cooper announced new executive order changing social distancing rule for nursing homes and on and on and on. It seems like the coronavirus not only have shaken the fiber of this entire country, but first and foremost, absolutely devastated the um, elder care facilities, nursing home facilities, And the question I have for you is, somebody who is very much close to it on the Wendy's team side, what the heck is going on?
0: Yeah, so you're seeing such high mortality in cases in nursing homes, because in nursing homes, you have two predisposing factors. First, you have a real dense population of people living together. You know, oftentimes in nursing homes, you see two or three and sometimes four seniors sharing a room and those rooms are basically, uh, if you can imagine, they look like a hospital ward. And so, you know, there's a large collection of people close together um, and this will happen, you know, in, in any situation uh, such as a prison or military camp that, you know, infectious disease are going to just spread rampantly. Secondly, you're seeing such high mortality rates in nursing homes because, You know, as we all know, COVID-19 has a predisposition to causing severe consequences, severe side effects and death um, in the elderly. And so you know, it's not a surprise that the very first cluster of cases that occurred in the United States occurred in that nursing home in Washington state. And then as of now, over 50% of the nursing homes in the U.S. have at least one confirmed case. And then um, in certain states, the number of corona-related deaths, you know, in the nursing home population account for 20% of the total corona- related deaths. And um, it's it's really scary. Um, if anybody who's listening has a senior loved one in a nursing home, it's really time to reassess, you know, whether that person should remain in the nursing home or if we should consider moving them out somewhere else, even at least for the time
1: being. So let me ask you, nursing home stories is nothing new. We've always heard all kinds of issues with nursing homes and elder care facilities and assisted living facilities and so forth. Obviously Corona made it much, much worse because of the living, you know, close living quarters and so forth. But what about, what can one do? What can the family do um, in this particular scenario, in this particular situation, what could they demand of a nursing home? Uh, and is there a, such a thing?
0: Yeah. So it really, you know, depends upon what, resources that family has and um but first of all let me just tell you like you know there are different uh levels of nursing care and as we're talking about nursing homes we're talking about senior living uh facilities that have nursing level uh assistance as opposed to independent living or assisted living or rehab centers um so you know i'm 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 pointing to that because uh The nursing homes have a certain level of care that a family may or may not um, be able to provide themselves, um, whether it's, hey, wound dressing or physical therapy or um, some of these other services that Their loved one is receiving in the nursing home. Um, However, you know, these services that I just named can always be accessed through home care services um, if a family, you know, is able to uh, bring that senior loved one to their home or even consider uh, maybe relocating them for the time being into, say, an Airbnb or a hotel. My preference is actually that a family, if they can't bring them to their own home, is to use an Airbnb. And that's more just a a public health concern that a hotel, you know, there's more exposure to uh, spreading this uh, virus uh, within the community. So a lot of it depends upon a family's resources. Um, And uh, there are a lot of families these days who don't even live in the same state as their senior loved one, and might be that that senior cannot make that move from one, you know, uh, across a large geographical distance. So, um, maybe, you know, if, if, uh, Alex, you can think of some, maybe some real life cases, uh, to maybe, you know, uh, bring them up and I can kind of, um, work with you and like, Hey, what are some of the scenarios that people can go home, you know, or a family can bring their loved one home?
1: Absolutely. And I think what we'll do is we'll post some of the links for Dr. Wendy Tong's uh, site. A company called Wendy 's Team, which is an elder care senior care uh, space, and there will be some maybe tips and hacks and and suggestions as to how to handle the situation. but another question is that begs is uh, okay, if the family is able to take the loved one, the elder loved one, from the home uh, from the nursing home facility and they have the ability to set them up at home, is there a way for them to outfit this this facility, or the the home facility, I should say, and make them as comfortable or comfortable enough to be cared for? How will this process work, in other words, if somebody decides to take them out of the rehab center a nursing home or assisted living facility?
0: Yeah, so if the decision has been made and, you know, a family could accommodate a senior loved one in their home, then there's a little bit of prep work that needs to be done. Um, I would have the family, you know, go through and write down all of the services that nursing home is providing for their senior loved one and go through each item, whether it's medications, you know, blood pressure checks, meals, toileting, therapy, write down that list and then go through that list and make sure that you can replicate you know, each of those services the nursing home has provided from your home, be it having the pharmacist um, at the closest uh, pharmacy set up the pillbox, whether it's like, hey, I now have to buy a blood pressure cuff so I can check the blood pressure. Um, it might be like, now I have to, you know, prepare meals for my family member. How do, what, what kind of dietary restrictions do they have? Do I need to, you know, purchase those foods, make sure that I'm stocked up in those protein shakes? And oh, you know, they are also participating in physical therapy. Maybe I need to talk with a physical therapist at the nursing home and, you know, get a printout of those exercises so I can replicate them at home. So there's that prep work to make sure that the family can can replicate the services the nursing home has provided. And then in terms of bringing your loved one home, um, nowadays, The nursing homes are pretty much in lockdown that they don't allow outside visitors. So it's a lot of the coordination of the logistics, like, okay, on this day, this time, we're going to pick up our loved one. Can you make sure you pack all these things so that, you know, I can pick them up at the curb? Because pretty much no nursing home will allow outside visitors, even family members, to enter their facilities. And uh, when you go and pick up your loved one, you bring along uh, a spray of, I usually recommend like something like a uh one-to-one mixture of isopropyl alcohol rubbing alcohol with water you have a spray and then basically as you're picking up both your loved one as well as the items their personal belongings that you um, you know spray everything you know spray the person spray their their personal belongings that they're bringing from out of the facility bring put them in the car and um, you may want to even as you leave the uh, when you arrive at home you actually have what we call a kind of a decontamination unit set up in your garage or something where hey you know that person changes out of the clothes spray their clothes, put it in the wash. And, you know, you might even, if you have other family members who might be at risk of contracting COVID or you're concerned, you might even go an extra step of making sure that, you know, for the first two weeks, your loved one who's come from the nursing home is kind of within your home is in also a kind of separate area that they're staying in so that you might minimize the risk of them transmitting it to somebody else if they were, you know, carrying the infection. It sounds like a lot of work, but um, I did hear a friend of mine say that if you think you're, you know, doing too much and overprepared for um, uh, protecting yourself against COVID, you're probably doing the right thing. And uh, these are all very accomplishable. It does does take a little bit of work but it might be your own life or your senior loved one's life that you're saving um so that's the part of bringing that person home and then um you know in terms of preparing your home before your senior arrives you might have to also think ahead and think about what are their physical limitations their handicaps you know to make sure that the homecoming is as safe as possible think about things like Are there, does my loved one have visual impairments, physical impairments? Are they at risk for falling? You know, and then um, trying to, you know, walk through your home, their living areas where they will be, you know, with that eye to like, oh, if I'm vision impaired, walking down that step, oh, is that a risk for safety? Do I need to put down some uh, high contrast tape on the floor so that they can see the step off? or oh my gosh you know this my my family member is at risk for falling where are the tripping hazards you know again preparing the home and then after you bring your family member at home you know realize that you know, just like with anybody, you know, just having a day where there isn't structure can actually end up being very difficult for somebody. Um, you may want to set up the room so that it's comfortable, not only comfortable for them, but there are some things that really make sure that they feel at home. I always talk about when you have a senior is you set up the room so that they're oriented. When you go to a hospital room, you will know that there are all, there's always a whiteboard with, you know, who's taking care of that person. Patient that day, there's always a clock. You know, there's uh, we always invite people to put pictures up on the walls uh, of, say, grandchildren or other family members. These are all part of the orientation. So, especially if you're bringing home a senior who has some what we call cognitive impairment, meaning maybe some memory loss or confusion or uh, Alzheimer's or other kinds of dementia, having that orientation in their room, they're coming to a new environment keep some kind of oriented and knowing which day of the week put a calendar up so they know which day of the week they can see the time of the day and then you know in your day-to-day life it actually does help to have a daily routine like okay we have breakfast around this time you know put that schedule up so they can again orient and not get so you don't add to any confusion about a new routine and uh you know think of ways of including your senior loved one into your daily life so that they feel like they're contributing they're connected and that will you know stave off depression which which can easily set in as uh, they're being moved from one place to another and there's certainly an experience of loss of control over their lives uh, so there's a, there's a number of things to consider when you bring your senior loved one home just you know outside of just like oh putting somebody in a car and you know bringing them home and uh, leaving them in the guest room <laughs> so Oh, oh absolutely! It,
1: <laughs> yeah it not only answers, it gives us an amazing list of a checklist that by the way, we're going to be publishing as well as a checklist as a as a brief checklist, but folks continue to listen to this uh, broadcast, and weekly uh, we will be chatting with Dr. Wendy about this very pertinent and very uh, timely topics that are involving elder care, senior care, our loved ones, parents, grandparents you know, what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do during this very trying times. Thank you so much, Dr. Wendy, and we will will be looking forward to our next transmission. Thank you.